Welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Here, we bring to you a brief roundup of everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed the entire globe. From startup announcements to new inventions and the latest buzz boosts on the social space, we will be sharing industry important highlights and exploring the news within the news. We will also be bringing industry experts to share opinions about major news for the week. And most importantly, watch out for our exciting future for this week. We are sure it will be an exciting session you won't want to miss. Let us begin. Hello everyone, if this is your first time, this is Tech Bytes, where we give you all the news and the updates as it happens in the tech space. I am still Omole and with me is Dami Hackdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello everyone. Anyway, we have two other people who will be you will be seeing later or you'll be seeing them anyway. Um all through this um episode of Tech Bytes. Um his one of them is Dennis and the other is Chidera, I'll be giving their full profile um, neck. They're amazing people, exciting people. Um, for our conversation today, we're going to be talking about um, you know, how AI is affecting our lives, you know, changing our lifestyles. And that's why we have two um, exciting people. As I said, I like to call my guest professors. So yes, we have two professors in the house. But before we get to our conversation, um, hack down. Give us the update. What's poppin'? All right, guys. So first news today is we have Dropbox to cut staff by 16%. You know, everybody's laying off these days and Dropbox is probably the latest to join the bandwagon. And why? Because they want to take advantage of the new AI era of computing. So they're trying to reduce workforce so that they can invest in AI and still level up their performance. I mean, it wouldn't be odd because Facebook did that and they recorded about five point something billion dollars revenue, like profit actually. Yeah. Because they said AI made their performance better. So I guess Dropbox is just following suit and all of that. I mean, according to the CEO, Drew Houston, uh, the era of AI is here and Dropbox just wants to leverage on it. Uh, 16% of its staff, that's about 500 employees, that's 500 people, families. Yeah, but I mean, these days we don't even look at people anymore, it's just numbers 16%, 5%, 10%. When I saw, when I saw the headline, I was like, does Dropbox have that um, amount of talkability? Do people even use Dropbox in Africa? I, I think if you have an Android phone, it's like one of those Bluetooth that, that comes with your phone, Dropbox. Mm. Yeah, but people, people, people don't use it. But people don't use it. Yeah, oh well. Some people don't use it. I use Dropbox now. Anyway. Yeah, as long as it doesn't affect their performance. But the good thing about uh, these companies laying off people is that they give them severance. In Africa, they'll just tell you, don't worry. God, God be with you. <laughs> and this is his first layoff since January 2021, where it laid off 315, 315 employees as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. So yeah, uh, all the best to everyone. Later, we wish you all the best. Hmm. <laughs> all right, moving on. Coming back home, multi choice is saying that Nigerians will pay more for DSTV, Good TV, starting May first. So multi choice has increased 
all its subscriptions for all its platforms Go TV, DSTV, and this is about a um, 16% increase, you know, for, for all of this, all of these platforms, and that's massive Naira increase. Yeah, and this is a sport conversation on Twitter. You know, for this one, I would like our guest to actually come in, <laughs> someone like Dennis now. <laughs> Dennis, what do you think? I mean, I think it's ridiculous, honestly. I, um, I saw your tweet, or was it? I saw where um, Dan Larry said that I would use this to do Amazon, Spotify. There's the money I'm supposed to be paying for. Like money money. I don't know why um, multi choice is like raising their price. I think they need to begin to like begin to consider other revenue generating options because just increasing your price, especially when i don't know who watched dscv and whatever product they have wow. that are like young young wow. people it's not really like the focus of young people come on like BBI what do you mean by football seriously z world exactly it's just z world that people are watching and maybe channels and people like are interested in like our local channel local stations like that is all that they really have to offer which is why it's very important that they they look for like other yeah. means of generating income just as soon as possible. Maybe they should really own in on Showmax, which is like the other product. Any comments? Um. Okay. What What Dennis just said now is reminding me of a tweet I saw two months back of this guy, and he was just saying DSTV advertises only for DSTV customers, mm. and it's so true why in god's name are you increasing prices i was telling my family members yesterday that you push get ready you may first dstv they are going to increase our prices my mother said ah no don't worry go tv is here i said Mm-mm. go tv is it's not power it's on that <laughs> multi-choice it's going to increase too and she was so confused and that's just the same thing that i'm talking about like i don't get why multi-choice would want to do something like this but i agree with dennis in the sense that they should also look for other income generating um activities but i think they do that because i won't lie i watch dstv and i'm young (laughs) (laughs) wow so dennis is that is that she she doesn't watch it like 24 hours so she's watching the boys I mean, it's um, not yes. just Nigerian Nigeria Idol. Yes, yeah. yes. The Nigerian Idol that they showed yesterday is when they showed they showed yesterday. Yeah, they keep on that from yesterday. Yeah, we're running like yeah. Come on, so man. if you watch all those things, you mostly see um adverts in between of oh they are enriching lives, enriching lives. Like they usually do that multi-choice enriching lives. So I think that's what they do, like based on other income generating activities. They just give someone money to be a multi-choice operative or um a course on um creating movies and filmmaking mm. yeah they have yes. a talent factory yeah they do that most talent that. factory yes yeah. so I, I mean that's what so, they do. So i think yeah, there's no doubt if i may just say there's no doubt that multi-choice is still a viable business and that people are still going to subscribe but it's just becoming too expensive that's my point yeah so it's not just in nigeria increasing price increasing price in kenya and south africa although the rates are different and they gave reasons for the increase, right? This is operational cost, economic challenges, operational cost, and content acquisition. That's how we understand anyway. Yeah, operational cost, content acquisition part because now they're not just competing with Star Times or other guys. They're competing with Netflix, mm. Amazon, and all the rest. 
Well, yeah, good luck to everyone. It's the game, right? May the best mm-hmm. man win. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Much make. <laughs> well, yeah, this is good. I mean, it just moves into what we're going to talk about today the yeah. advancement of AI and how it's helping businesses and companies, I mean, do amazing, amazing things. It wasn't just Dropbox that laid off, Clubhouse. the next startup that laid off. This startup company is Clubhouse. So, Clubhouse is laying off more than half of its workforce. That is very massive. More than half of its entire workforce and you know just in case you don't know clubhouse is the audio only app that kind of received that boom in 2021 yeah 2020 from 2020 exactly during the covid people were talking having meet spaces on clubhouse parties. And rooms parties and all of that but i mean since then i don't think they've, they've eat that peak anymore i don't think they m- yeah i think it sort of became a niche like it's yeah, they had a niche audience. They still have like spaces. LinkedIn also launched his own audio. But it's yeah. not about live. Like LinkedIn live. live. Facebook already had live. Of course. For Instagram has that as well. So it's like a whole lot are happening at once, and maybe Clubhouse just can't compete. They were valued <laughs> at they were valued at four billion dollars yeah, as of 2020. What they have valued currently. <laughs> they can't. It's, that valuation would have reduced because. It sold them honestly. Yeah. I mean, according to the uh, co-founders, as the world opened up post-COVID, you know, it's becoming harder for many people to find their friends on Clubhouse and to fit in long conversations into their daily life. So people are actually back to their day-to-day activities, 9 to 5, traffic in Lagos. Nobody has time to sit down on Clubhouse and talk for hours. Even if they want to sit down, it'll be a physical hangout. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the product needs to evolve, and that's why they are changing the model and, you know, they are able to let some people... Because even similar um, products like that have not had the kind of talkability that, you know, they would have expected. No, but not many people use Twitter spaces these days. It's not a popular thing, per se. Normally, if you go to Twitter, you will see about five, you know, spaces happening. But now you may, may not even see one in one week. So all those products, some, somebody was saying that maybe Twitter should have bought Clubhouse, but Twitter would have regretted that. Twitter actually beat it for Clubhouse. They would have regretted that decision because Clubhouse is no more and nobody uses it oh, anymore. Well, they would have just integrated it. It was like a month after Twitter made a bid for Clubhouse and Clubhouse did not agree that Twitter made spaces. Initially, Twitter spaces was terrible. Boggy, crashing, and along the It was always terrible. Out. Yeah, it's kind of still as well. <laughs> yeah, another layoff again. Lyft is about to cut off 1,072 employees, which is about 22, 26% of its workforce again, you know. And it would now be hiring for about 250 positions in the company. 
this is coming after the CEO had also earlier announced that the company would be doing like an airtrain of, of its workforce. Like everyone is laying off mad now. Like it's 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 like it's back again, the boom is back, like layoff, layoff consistently. Facebook also announced that it was going to lay off a new round last week and it's it's getting more and more and more. Chidera, what do you think? What do you think? You know, this layoff. We we so we thought the layoff season yeah. was just Q one twenty twenty three, but now <laughs> it's already starting into a Q two. What do you think? Well, honestly, um based on what I've seen and read from different people's perspectives, everyone seems to be against Meta because they are the ones that started this. And there are so many opinions on the internet of the big tech and what is causing these tech companies to lay off. And everyone is just pinning it on mirror strategy. They are mm. all just looking at Meta and looking at those other big companies like Alphabet and um, Coinbase. And Amazon. they are like, oh, okay, they are laying off. There's probably something that they are seeing there. So I'm a tech company. I want to beat this company, so why not copy their competitive strategy and also lay off in my own place? So let's see whether they will rise. As they are rising, that means that I must rise too because I'm following their strategy. <laughs> copy Casaleo. Copy Casaleo. Exactly. Elon Musk will come for you because he started it. Baba was the one that started it. He laid off like 50%. So uh, like through text so. message. Or just sign them up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. So for Lyft, I mean, it's also understandable because their company stock has never risen above its debut price on, on stock exchange, and you know, it's been down for like a year now, or thereabout, by eight percent. So they continuously have to go through losses, and they're just trying to cut costs. And and, they, and this is not the first time they're laying up. They laid up like thirteen percent in November, and they're laying up twenty six percent now. So. Again, we hope they are lifted. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> what? 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 All right. So U.S. court has fined South African CEO Cornelius Stenberg 3.4 billion for Bitcoin fraud. You know, last week was was it two weeks ago? We were talking about, and he arrested him last week. So it's it's this thing It's like every week now. I was telling you that. Is there not? Is not like a committee of fraudsters <laughs> who are just who are using the opportunity? Someone said fraud thirty under thirty. Exactly. We should actually do a list like that. Mm, mm, mm. Not on technical. <laughs> so right, why? So court in Texas has ordered the chief executive of a South African firm to pay three point four billion dollars on his net worth. But we'll come back to that. For U.S. commodities regulator, uh, for a case that is like the biggest. Involving Bitcoin, yeah. So, Dennis, are you are you a Bitcoin advocate? Hmm. So, what do you think about all this, you know, fraud? I'm sure you must have been seeing the headlines, the fraud. It has happened since last year. It started with the um, F- no, 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 Feb Luna, yeah. So it, this year has been worse. We don't know why. Two, last week was 2.3 billion. This is 3.4. So a lot has happened. What do you think? Well, I'm a Bitcoin skeptic, so obviously, I feel like the space needs more regulation. And, like, if we don't take ourselves seriously to begin to regulate, all these types of things will continue to happen. Hmm. So, yeah. So, more regulation. Mm-hmm. So, Steinberg was involved in a fraud that affected, like, 
29,421 Bitcoin from participants, from people that were affected by the fraud. Like, what are you doing, Lord? Hmm. Like, what? But yeah, that brings us to the end of our conversation and news around the world of tech today. We hope you learned something. Thank you, Dami. Um, so we'll go, go into the conversation. As I said, we have two professors in the house, or two amazing guests. One of them, I'm sure you must have, <laughs> must have heard them speak already. This is Chidera Eze. Chidera is um, she's a professor in history. Um, she has a PhD in education. Okay. <laughs> Scratch that. Anyway, Chidera is uh, one of us at TechNext. Um, she handles social media. So some of the things that you see on social media... Um, is actually Chidera behind it, you know. I'm sure you've seen amazing things. Dennis is a writer, writer extraordinaire. Is that how they say it? Um, on Tech Next, um, if you know the vertical social tech and um, social interviews, I'm sure you would have seen the name Dennis. Um, so they've joined us for the conversation today. AI, oh, how AI is changing our lifestyles. So you know, not to waste your time. Let's just get into it. Um, so yes, dating, um, AI has come a long way rather, you know, it's changing how we date, it's changing how we go about our academics, you know, it's changing basically all of our lifestyles and, um, you know, things are really changing with AI and that is why we have two of us today, uh, two of them today. So the first one is, um, Dennis, that, that one should come to you. How do you think AI has ap- affected or impacted, you know? academics you know learning the whole world of academics how do you think i know that um some lecturers even in nigeria but they are really telling their students that hey <laughs> do not use ai because first of all i will need the references and i'm going to cross check i remember a lecturer tweeted that i'm going to a white lecturer tweeted that i'm going to cross check your references with what you have written if i can't find it then you are going to come back <laughs> to write that thing so yes, I, I know in Nigeria they may not have the time. They never have time for anything anyway. Uh, wow. But, <laughs> wow. I didn't say that. <laughs> but how do you think, generally, looking at all what people have been using AI to do, you know, with their assignments, with their essays, you know, with their projects, how do you think AI has, you know, affected the world of academics? I think in Nigeria, we're not going to say, like, any difference, any, anything different, just because people are still going to do what they were doing before anyways either is paying someone to write it for them going on the internet to just like dub someone else's assignment and then submit it Mm. it's still going to be like the same trend i feel like the ai disruption is going to be happening in places like america and the u.s more developed worlds where they actually take education seriously quite frankly in this part of the world education is just not something that we take really seriously and the just like preserving the integrity of education is not something that we take seriously yeah so yeah i mean we've had all kinds of stories of lecturers even like saying oh meet this person this is now my guy it will do your project for you this is now your lecturer is telling you that so so you're saying in i feel like, like it's a non-issue in nigeria like if you want to fix our issues with the education system let's just fix it hmm. so no matter how much AI is used or how it is um, adopted yeah, is not going to affect <laughs> academics in Nigeria. Is it so. going to be adopted? Like, adopted <laughs> as in how? How do you mean? More usage. We have more people using AI like tools. In, in school? 
yeah. like student Nigerian students are already like cheating anyways. They're already like cheating in very blatant ways. So you're they saying, even, so like, you're saying now the research we're supposed to be doing for our project for things like our project, we've not even been doing it now because AI, we just put a topic there exactly. and AI writes the whole thing. And nobody is going to bat an eyelid because even before now they're already doing it. So yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh well, because. Maybe not Nigeria particularly, but AI is actually becoming like a big thing in Africa. I mean, last year, in 2019, Africa's AI companies raised like 11.27 million. I mean, that's uh, me. Just like an acad- in the academic like space. Yeah, you'll see our startups, you tech startups, and all of that would probably implement one or two things. But yeah, it might not happen immediately like we want it to, or like it is going at the other places it might not happen at that pace but i think it will kind of creeping along yeah. the line yeah. a few years time or there about but i mean beyond education and the learning and all of that there are some other spaces like an interesting thing snapchat has an ai now and you know it's just interesting to see how ai can also disrupt the matchmaking and dating space what if there was an ai that could just match me with my preferences or i like someone tall short slim and it's more accurate and it's more accurate and you know the chances of the two of us connecting is just higher i know you probably have a bit more insight about that i think that is where the conversation is like so people want to date they want to have a girlfriend they want to have a boyfriend but then they are so they pretend like they don't want to like what what kind of legs would make someone to like subscribe to an AI to chat with a girl that you like? So what what, what is the experience like you're getting? Is that like a new way of saying I know we'll send you yeah, yeah girls or like what does that even mean? Like if it's so important to you that you are speaking to women, you should at least speak to women rather than pay AI, subscribe to AI tools to help you chat with women. So you just come here and do what? Well, I think the guy's perspective was coming from the fact of I am happy I am no more emotionally entangled with any person of the opposite sex because an AI does not emotionally entangle to you. (laughs) So what is he? Is he like asexual where he likes like... I think some people's people's, um, idea is based on trust that I can't trust a human being, you know, to have proper conversations with me and they're like okay ai would you know since ai has all you know data from across the world is able to have proper conversations i think that's what people look at that uh, i don't trust human beings that's why some people, that's why some people prefer dogs to so have dogs in their houses but then AI, than actual human beings ai dates the girl ai ai, AI, AI psychs the girl and she mm. agrees then what and in these they days, start dating. take over they just to, <laughs> to start to talk to. So they start dating, start sexting. And in these days okay, of remote so work, they, they take over. They start to date. Yeah. Then now you are chatting with the person. Are you not? Won't you now want to get to know the person for yourself? Now. Mm. And in these days of remote work, that people are home, locked up, and everything, barely have time to go out to interact. Have you entered Lagos? Uh, <laughs> have you seen the traffic? People are outside. Yeah, people are outside, but. Anyway, they that's even like outside. remote work because it gives them more time to be outside. Mm. Like go to any mm. restaurant or any fancy place on any given day, you see them there with their laptop. Yeah, so that leads into our question: remote work. So, how do you think AI for you? How do you think AI has changed 
you know the nature of work i know that in some departments um in companies they are they use ai tools um i mean if you are in the editorial department you're using ai tools to write your content if you're in hr department ai tools you know ai tools rather to for analytics you know to know what um, how you're going to welfare for your um employees or welfare for the um um, your team members, you know, so AI is being used. Um, I know that in meetings also, you can use um, AI. Um, I don't know about Google Meet, but... Record and transcribe. Yeah, Zoom. Zoom, you can use avatars, you know. So actually, there is also recording and transcribing. But generally, you know, from what you have seen, I'm sure you have been in the workspace um, for a while. How do you think AI is changing, you know, the nature of work? Well, one thing that... I want to say that should resonate is the fact that a lot of people are scared at some instance that oh AI is going to take my job but mm. that's why I love the intellect on social media that come out and say that AI cannot take your job because AI needs human beings to function in order to even remove you from the work hierarchy so it needs human beings human beings are the ones that are creating it are feeding it its information day by day it cannot outsmart you or outwork you like mm. it cannot and i remember when i was starting in you know read like going in depth into tech i was also scared about it because i saw this ai website that could create commercials and mm. ads in two seconds just typing a small um, 10 word description of the ad you want to create and it to create it with human beings and pictures that it has sourced itself from the company or agency you are creating that ad for mm -hmm. and also uses AI generated human beings mm -hmm. to speak mm -hmm. with your accents mm -hmm. so I was like what is now my point of existence in the tech space until I met those intellectuals that were like no girl you don't need this because there are people that are building this thing for you all you need to do is just understand the workspace and how you can utilize your own efficiency how you can reach that kpi into this to the point that they don't need to look at you to say oh you ai is going to replace you today pack your things and mm -hmm. like this next one comes to you dennis it's mm -hmm. about how AI is changing the entertainment, you know, the media space, how people are using AI in music, in move for movies. Digital ads. Yeah, exactly. How do you think AI is going to, even if it's not yet doing it, mm -hmm. in, especially in a space like Nigeria, how do you think it's going to change? I know that you interviewed somebody um, recently who, um, mm -hmm. those, um, I don't Dutchman. know. Exactly. No, no, not that, the other one, um, Malik or so. Malik and yeah, Who um, creates um, uh, images, you know, old people, exciting. But, you know, from beyond that, how do you think AI is going to change, you know, how we see and, you know, interact with movies and um, entertainment space generally? I think it will be very disruptive in the entertainment space because the, the Nigerian entertainment space actually has, like, a lot of cachet and is really, like, making its mark in the international space. So it will be very disruptive. So you already, just as you said, Malika Febwa, Idash Manu, I just, who did the, um, the Drake covers, who I just yeah, also interviewed. Exactly. So people are really doing things. I mean, the next point is like having conversations about like copyright laws and things like that. Mm -hmm. If we can fix that, then we'll be good. What I want to also talk about is just how 
it's what I also want to say is that traditional methods are still going to be very important. Like people are not going to like abandon human, you know, generated art. People are not going to say I don't I don't think we're going to get to the point of people are like, no, but I'm not interested in like photographers anymore. I would mm-hmm. just like do take whatever mm-hmm. AI offers. Or people are going to say I'm not interested in like mm-hmm. actually seeing a live performance of Drake. I'm just yeah. going to like take whatever AI offers. That's what she was saying that yeah. AI cannot take your job. Yeah. I, <laughs> traditional methods are always going to be like very yeah, good. They're going to be there. It has always been that way. When you know when um, books ebooks are coming out, people are like people no longer buy hard covers. I still don't like mm-hmm. ebooks anyway. That's it. I only read ebooks. You only read ebooks. You only read. I, I, only wow. read on my phone. I can't oh, survive okay. without touching a leatherback. So I can't. I can't read if up to two chapters on on my phone. Mm-hmm. But if, it, if it's if it's if it's hardcover, I'm definitely going. I may finish the book as I go. There's something immersive about flipping through yeah, those pages, exactly. highlighting it by yourself with your you hands. I think maybe because I'm also like used to like my phone lights. So like every light is just like too dim for me to even like read. Yeah. Read something in paper. Mm. and concentrate but i mean all of these are cool i mean we've touched our yeah, is affecting news media matchmaking. entertainment matchmaking what else again uh academic education learning all of this but more like tech that everybody has says oh your data data is in your hands everybody the big techs have access to your data and all of these things uh ai is also slowly AI is encroaching into our lives and becoming a strong part of us. Mm. All right, like we are becoming close to AI. You have people who are writing with ChatGPT now. People who are creating copies, creating content, ideas, ChatGPT, and all the other GPTs and every other thing. Right? So many artists are building careers out of digital arts. AI is building and all of this. So you have all of these things happening. Yeah. But then there's also the ethical part of con- of the conversation, right? At what point do we say it is okay? At what point do we say it is enough? At what point do we say, okay, okay, AI, mm. At what mm. point, before we get to the Terminator side of things, right? <laughs> where AI is coming with robot and shooting down everybody. <laughs> so where, where do we balance it? How do we balance the AI parts, the human part, and, and all of this? That's a chip in. I think we should talk about misinformation to fake mm-hmm. misinformation. Yeah, because like that Pope picture exactly. now, many people believe there was a Pope. So I imagine. saw that picture on Sunday morning, 9 a.m. while I was in church. And throughout the service, I was angry. Till when I go home and my sister the told me the Pope wore a pupa. Thank you. I was like, why is the person that is supposed to be a symbol of Christianity, you were ordained by Jesus to lead us into like the light sort of thing. I mean, and you are wearing Drake. just like you, there's so many other people. There's so many other people who have been angered. There is also there's also the Trump one. There is the uh Raul Kelly that just came out this week. He was performing in and all of that. So it's where exactly where do we draw the line? Where where do we say okay, I it's enough. It's enough, right? Then it's mm. I mean, these are two leaders, honestly. I don't really know where we draw the line, but I think that obviously we need to be able to do something about like copyright. So, people who are making covers with Drake voice and like all of these things, I think that is a, that is where we must start to have like the conversation. 
Okay. What so is acceptable? Like what isn't acceptable? Yeah. Businesses have always like kept their patents to themselves, which essentially says like you can't make this type of product that I have made in pharmacy in the um, pharmaceutical industry, and no one has you know is complaining about that. So I think we need to now bring that into the art space. So people might say you're like stifling arts, but it's it's a conversation we should have because this is a business first. Mm. Before anything, what do you think? Okay. Well, I think what Dennis said is actually very correct because um, safety, safety laws, safety precautions, and copyrights are reasons why people are still against artificial intelligence today. Mm. I mean, we can see the Montana case about TikTok. That was their whole premise on that case: the fact that oh, China has access to my. Um, data to government this and government that and in my head I was like but you guys created chat GPT and chat GPT has access to all of my data not Chat- government yeah i think there's a difference with that tiktok i don't want to like get into like an argument but the tiktok on someone that was working at it wasn't tiktok as a company Biden. but someone who was working at Biden yeah. was giving out their data to the chinese government Mm-hmm. But still, that, that the was person. their premise. That yeah. Was their so, premise. so, so, I mean, if if all of this could happen, it just probably points to the fact that at some point we need to be quite careful about the regulations and safety precautions and terms and conditions of AI usage and Definitely. regulation. And it just means that NDPR, GDPRs, all of them have to be on their toes, and they are they don't wait on their on their hands like. We did for blockchain and it's after so, it has so cost article work. sometime last week or last two weeks and i just realized that ai has access mm. too much access too much. too much access to people's data that's why mm. so when it creates an image it's actually bringing data different images together and creating a new one yes so it means that it has access to your own picture maybe it's bringing it from facebook or bringing it from twitter wherever it is wherever you have posted it or instagram so it means that it has too much access um if you write an article and put it on the on on the web it means that ai is already it already has access to it yeah. um if you if you use uh, ChatGPT, it tells you 2021 is, is um um latest um latest update it means that from 2020, 2020 downwards it means yeah, everything you have put on the internet ChatGPT has access to it. Yeah. I think our politicians also need to like take data very seriously because that's where it starts from. Mm. Nigeria has a data. Let those companies. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it let seems... those companies like not just have unbridled access to our data to start with. Yeah. And by the way, Facebook is like paying people money now. The US only, people. Like, it's US. Yeah, only people in the US. It so is interesting and it's slightly oh. scary as well. But I mean, I think we can actually be on the interesting part if everyone does what they're supposed to do. I think it's been interesting. It's been an interesting conversation today, right? We've mm-hmm. talked about AI, how it's affecting industries and what it is doing and what we should do forward. I think if there's one thing you should take away from today's conversation is don't be scared of AI. If you, if anything, work with it and you know work smart and not hard and yeah we're good mm-hmm. it's not it's not terminator so the conversation continues as we usually say thank uh-huh. you chidera thank you dennis for the conversation today we will continue on social media chidera just drop your social media handle um all right on instagram i am at chi barbie the same thing on twitter then it's such a 
Sam Dala Dennis across all social media platforms. D A L E D N N I S. Alright, mine Anna. is Actdown07. And I think we'll add them later on LinkedIn. So. so if you search for me on any social media platform, at Ricky, Lord it's Ricky. Lord Ricky, but <laughs> to make it easier for you, Omole Omori, any social media platform, and you can. You know, we continue conversation there. All right. Um, Don't forget to follow Technext yeah. at technext.ng. So this is Tech by 34. So if you have not um, listened to the others, um, 33 downwards, please binge listen to all of them. I keep wondering if binge listen is a thing. But yes, please binge listen to all the other episodes. And please like, subscribe, share, comment, do everything you can do to engage. You will find Tech Byte on all uh, podcast streaming platforms. All of them. All. Literally, all of them on YouTube and on Facebook too. So, right, if you uh, till we meet um, next week, take care, have a nice weekend.